Here at No Higher Calling, we want to say thank you to all of our faithful listeners and encouragers. As a thank you gift, um, now through December 1st, you can get in on the Thanksgiving sale on www.nohighercalling.org. All of our resources for the heart and home are available at 25% off, which is the biggest sale of the year um, when you use the code THANKFUL, all capital letters, T-H-A-E. K-F-U-L. There are wonderful things that you will find for yourself, gifts for others, lots of great gifts for new mamas. Um, But we hope that these different resources will be a blessing to you and that you can take advantage of this sale to get these products in your home. motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. To my littles, I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. We are doing another episode in our Psalm 23 Bible study. So I hope you've been following along all year. Uh, One of these episodes a month has come out and we have just phrase by phrase, word by word, been working our way through this precious Psalm, a Psalm that is very familiar. You know, most kids memorize it. Um, You hear it often at funerals, Um, but it's not just a Psalm for children. And it's not just a Psalm for those who are at the end of their lives. It is really a Psalm for everything and all of the in-between. And that's what I have loved so much about studying through this Psalm is just a renewed uh, emphasis and revelation of our present shepherd, how he is with us through every twist and turn, every hill and valley, um, every storm, every parasite, every danger. Um, He is there leading, guiding, protecting, and uh, just doing what only he as the shepherd can do for the sheep and just revealing his sufficiency and his unending love for those who are his. So today we're going to jump in on starting the last verse of this psalm. There's only six verses, so it's kind of worked out well. We've just taken little bite-sized chunks throughout the year. We have this episode and then one more to come next month, and we will finish out studying this psalm. I pray that it has blessed your heart as much as it has mine. But today we're going to look at the phrase, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I loved studying and preparing for this episode episode. And I am just praying that the Holy Spirit will take control and what he has illumined in my heart and shown me will just really come through and will encourage you as well. In last episode, we talked about the Holy Spirit's power in our lives, his working, that anointing that he gives, that fresh anointing that we so desperately need. Um, And so I just pray that the Holy Spirit will have free reign and free course in your life and my life as well as we study through this, that we might be able to glean all that God has for us. 
So we'll start by reading Psalm 23 in just a second, Um, but I've done this on every one of these Bible study episodes so far this year, and I never know when somebody's joining in for the first time. Maybe you haven't listened to any of the other Psalm 23 episodes, which if you have not, I would encourage you to go back and get those so you can get the full picture of this psalm. Um, But if you are just jumping in, I want to just reiterate once again that this psalm starts out with a very concrete a statement, and that is that the Lord is my shepherd. Um, and it is my prayer that every listener that is hearing this episode can say that with full confidence, full assurance, the Lord is my shepherd. I can. Um, there was a point in my life, though, that I could not. I had made a profession of faith as a very young child, um, but as I started growing up, I really doubted. Um, Did I say the right thing? Did I mean the right thing? Was it influenced by other people who were going forward making a profession of faith? And um, I just, I struggled with that feeling like, uh, maybe maybe I didn't do something quite right. And if so, did my eternal security hang in the balance? Um, so, you know, I said a lot of those, if I'm not saved, save me now, Lord, prayers. And I just really struggled with having peace. I could not say for sure that the Lord was my shepherd. God really did a work in my life through a variety of different things um, and came to help me understand that my salvation was not based on anything that I could do. Yes, I did have to believe. Yes, I did have to understand that I was a sinner, that I needed a Savior, that Christ died on the cross to forgive me from my sins. I needed to understand that. But there was no work of righteousness that I could do, no perfect prayer I could pray, um, you know, no perfect way I could come before Him, nothing that I could bring that would merit me salvation and heaven. That it was all through the completed work that Christ finished on the cross for us. It says in the Bible that when God or when Jesus Christ died on the cross that uh, the t- the veil of the temple was rent in twain. It was torn from not bottom to top, but top to bottom. And if you study that out, that curtain was so thick that was not something that man could have done. Um, and even just to reiterate that fact that this was not man, this was God. It tore from top to bottom. It was so tall that a man could not have reached up and torn this. This was an act of God. This was the receipt. This was the mark paid in full. There is now no longer a separation between the presence of God and man. You no longer have to go before him um, through a priest, through someone designated because of Jesus Christ. He is our high priest. Hebrews talks about that. He is the high priest. He makes intercession for us. And it is through Christ, our high priest, we now have direct access to God. And I came to realize that and understand um, that there is none righteous, no, not one. Um, But Jesus Christ, the God-man, made a way that I as a sinner could be reconciled to God And on that foundation, I asked Christ to be my Savior. And praise the Lord, since then, I have not struggled with doubts. I mentioned last time, um, you know, that salvation is more than a past experience. It is a present possession. And that is what we see through this psalm. Um, You know, we see that uh, past experience in the Lord is my shepherd. At some point, he had to become your shepherd. But everything else builds from that. Everything else is moving forward from that. Everything else is the journey from that moment of salvation 
salvation through sanctification of, okay, he is now my shepherd and this is the work that he is doing in my life as his sheep. So if you do not know with complete assurance that he is your shepherd, um, reach out to somebody. I I hope that you have someone that you can talk to, a trusted mentor or friend that um, has just solid Bible answers that can help you. And if you don't, feel free to reach out to me. I would love nothing more than to see souls saved through the efforts of not just this podcast, but specifically of this study. You can email me at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. You can connect with me on Instagram and no higher calling underscore um, and just connect with me and we can set up a time to chat. Uh, however you want that to look like, I would just be thrilled to be able to introduce you to my Jesus, to my shepherd, and to let you know that you can know for sure that he is your shepherd. But without further ado, let's jump in to Psalm 23. I will read through the chapter and we will dig into what does God have for us in this little phrase, surely goodness and mercy. So let's start at the beginning. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We talked earlier about this psalm really being a journey, and we've seen that. We've been through the green pastures. We've been by the still waters. We've seen the restoration of the soul. We've seen the paths of righteousness. We've walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, We've talked about his rod and his staff. We've talked about him preparing a table before us in the presence of our our enemies. Uh, We talked about last time him anointing our head with oil and that our cup runneth over. Now we're coming to the end of this psalm, and it's kind of getting to to the end of this journey, looking back, this compilation. Um, At this point, the sheep has come a distance. And applying that to our lives, at this point in our study, we are going to talk about being at a point down the path of life where you are looking back. You have that vantage point where there is still more in front, but there is There's some path walked behind, and we're going to talk about that, looking back and seeing God's faithfulness. We have seen God as the provider. We've seen the shepherd providing for his sheep. We've seen the shepherd as the protector going through these different uh, ailments and, and physical limitations and storms and weather and terrain and all of these different things. And now we're going to see him as the preserver. So this This verse starts out with this little phrase. We're going to kind of chop this, even this phrase that we're doing today, we're tackling, we're going to chop it into pieces a little bit. And first we're going to look at just these four words, surely, goodness, and mercy. Starting with surely. When I looked up surely um, in Webster's 1828 dictionary, because dictionaries today have just really skewed the meaning of words. Uh, they've lost some of their luster. I like to reference this one just to get a really rich 
definition of words. And surely is uh, described as certainly, infallibly, undoubtedly. I love that. This is a promise of certainty here. He is starting this verse and saying, surely, with full confidence, no doubts, absolute certainty, infallibly. And I love that because we just talked about a minute ago how the psalm starts with a statement of certainty, infallibility, undoubtedly, the Lord is my shepherd. And then we come to this last verse and we see again this assurance, this just bedrock in my heart. I know this. I believe this. I cling to this as an anchor that whatever is going on around me, I trust in this. I believe this is real. I believe this is truth. And I love just seeing how it begins that way and it ends that way. Surely, this promise of certainty, surely goodness and mercy. He gives us goodness for every need and mercy for every failure. And I heard someone say that these are hedges that keep us moving in the right direction. His goodness and his mercy. Every need we have, his goodness provides. Every failure we have, his mercy atones for. And that goodness and that mercy are like hedges about our life that keep us pointed forward, that keep us moving. Uh, Paul talks about to the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You know, if you study the armor of God, the whole body is covered in armor except for one part, and that is the back. Why is the back not covered? Because the Christian's not supposed to turn around. The Christian is not supposed to go backwards on this path of life. We are always moving forward. We are always striving to get closer and closer to that precious mark. And these hedges are on the sides. They are about us, making our way straight, keeping us on this path, that path of righteousness that we talked about several months ago. His goodness and His mercy hedge us in, keeping us moving ever forward. Psalm 139.5 says, Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. I love that. Um, that God, God has beset us behind and before. One of my favorite passages comes from Deuteronomy about not only he it is that does go with us, but he goes before us. And we've discussed that as we've studied through this psalm. But this path of life that we are to walk, this path that we're going with goodness and mercy on either side, keeping us hedged in, keeping us moving forward, we don't walk it alone. We walk it with our shepherd. And that, there's just, I mean, we can it's just park right there and glean so much from that. But I think the, in my life, the more that I have just come to understand the reality that He is with me, He is ever present, there is no detail of my life that is too insignificant or too small or too mundane. Um, I never come to Him and He's like, you know, you've, you've been to me bef- with this before. Um, no, I, I can come to Him with anything, with everything, because He is my shepherd and He loves me and He walks this path with me. That brings such comfort. 
You know, when we're talking about this, this hedging and this goodness and this mercy and walking this path of righteousness, a beautiful example of this is found in the Old Testament with the nation of Israel. You know, when God freed them from the bondage of Egypt and they went into the wilderness and yes, they sinned and their path wound up looking very different than what they wanted it to. Um, but it was a path nonetheless, a path forward and they walked it. Um, and they did not walk it alone. They had Jehovah with them. He was the cloud before them and he was the pillar of fire behind them, hedging them about, keeping them safe, keeping them, them moving forward on the path of life. And I thought it was really interesting as I was studying this and just gleaning from several different resources and asking the Holy Spirit to just really show me what he had for me in this episode, I started realizing that this path that we walk does not only impact our life and our sanctification journey. You know, in the moment when you're walking it, you are always influencing others. Um, you know, for me, I have a husband, I have children, I have siblings, I have parents, I have in-laws, I have friends. All of our lives touch the lives of others and the path that we walk influences them. But more so too, as we're coming to the kind of the end of this psalm and we're thinking maybe, okay, here the sheep is getting to the end of its journey. Um, as we're looking backwards, as we're taking that backwards look, we see that as we walk the path, as we allow ourselves to be hedged in by his goodness and mercy, we are leaving a trail of his goodness and mercy behind us. Um, the book that I've been using in some of my study, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23 by Keller. He was a shepherd, and so he knows a lot of the sheep lingo. And he said that sheep are often referred to as having golden hooves. The reason for that is, is when they leave the land, they actually leave it better than when they came. Now, not all animals do that. Uh, some animals come in and just ravage the place, eat everything, leave nothing behind them. But sheep, when they come in, yes, while they do graze, yes, while they do take from the land, they also replenish the land. And so these golden hooved animals leave the land better for those who are coming behind. They have impacted the land. And I was just so challenged to think, okay, where I'm at in my sanctification journey, I pray I have decades before me. Um, but at this point, you know, I've got a couple decades behind me. And as I look back, I ask myself, what have I left behind? Um, you know, if, if I don't have decades before me, what will I have accomplished with my life? What path will I have left behind for my children to walk in? Um, what impact will I have had on my husband, on my friends, on the different people that God has put into my life? My kids and I are starting to do a lot more poetry memorization in our homeschooling. Um, there are certain poems that I rem I uh, memorized as a child, and they've just stuck with me. And, and I love that I can just out of the hat, you know, quote these poems. And so I want that for them. There's such richness and depth in poetry. 
And um, one poem that, as I was studying for this, came to mind is one that I like to quote often um, that I memorized, goodness, like 20 years ago or more. Um, but I love this portion of it. It is a, it's actually called A Psalm of Life by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, which I just thought corresponded so well with this psalm of life that we've been walking through God's word. But the last three stanzas are what I had memorized, and I want to read them to you. Um, And then just make this application as we're talking about looking behind us and asking, what impact have we made? Have we left things better? Have we left things worse? Have we not made any impact at all? Um, And then applying that to our present. Okay, what can we do to have golden hooves, to leave his goodness and mercy, a rich heritage, a rich legacy, a rich trail of his goodness and mercy behind us? So the last three stanzas of this poem say, Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. Footprints that perhaps another sailing o'er life's solemn main, a forlorn and shipwrecked brother seeing shall take heart again. Let us then be up and doing with a heart for any fate, still achieving, still pursuing, learn to labor and to wait. You know, we're all going to leave footprints behind us. It talks about footprints on the sands of time. We all have a timeline that our lives will encompass and we will all leave footprints. Um, We won't impact everybody and the people that you impact aren't going to be the people that I impact. God gives us all different uh, acquaintances, different relationships, different levels of influence but we will all impact someone. And I love that second stanza there, how it talks about, um, you know, maybe somebody, some forlorn and shipwrecked brother, someone uh, just staggering on the path, not knowing where to turn, feeling disheartened, seeing our footprints shall take heart again. And that is just such a good challenge and, and really something to think about that I hope that as people look at my life, as my life one day ends and it tells the story of Brittany Brazel, that they will see God's goodness and mercy etched deep into every footprint that I have walked. Because just let me, let me testify here. His goodness and mercy have never failed me. They have always been present. And I have, I have walked through some valleys. We talked about the valley of the shadow of death. I've walked the valley of the shadow of death. I've walked that in different ways. I have walked through valleys of of great hurt. I have walked through some trials, and, and I've shared some of that through different podcast episodes and different things as the Lord has opened up opportunity for me to share some of my story. But the reality is, whether I felt like the shepherd was holding my hand, whether I felt like he was carrying me along, or whether I felt like he was nowhere in sight, he was always present and his goodness and his mercy never left my side. There were times where I could see it so clearly, and there were times where I just had to cling to the hope and the faith that his promises fail not, that it is there, though I might not feel it. And as I can look back and reflect on the path behind me, I see his goodness and mercy. But I hope that I am living my life in such a way that I don't keep that 
a secret. There are some things that God does in our hearts and in our lives that that are intimate that you wouldn't want to just, you know, share with everybody. Um, But I do feel like God does things in our lives also to help other people. Um, I recently did an episode on pregnancy after miscarriage. That's not a topic that is talked about much. It is a topic I have struggled with. I have had two uh, pregnancies after having our miscarriage. Um, And I have been thankful for the opportunities to share the goodness and the mercy of God with those forlorn and shipwrecked brethren that have come behind me. And I pray that it has had an, an encouraging uh, work in their heart and lives. And I know that the people that have done the same thing for me have been such a blessing and have really been someone that has spurred me to continue moving forward. So as we are looking at this, this goodness and mercy, delight in his goodness and mercy in your present. Um, But as you reflect on the past, see God's hand in it. And I'm thinking, especially as a mother, speak of it with your children. Speak of it often. Tell your kids how God has revealed his goodness and mercy at every stage. Make your faith real. Show them this isn't just something that we do on Sundays or just a just a, a rhythm or even sometimes our Christianity can become a rut even more than a rhythm. But no, this is real. This is real because his goodness and mercy never fails and it endures it endures to all generations. We will continue on and talking about that. But that his goodness and mercy follows all the days of our life. This all the days of our life is a promise of continuance. God, his promises are so rich and so wonderful to cling to. His goodness and mercy has followed me every moment up until this point. I can say that. I don't know what's in the future. I don't know what heartaches are going to come. I don't know what trials are going to come. But I do know that my shepherd is with me. I know he goes before me and I know that he promises that goodness and mercy shall follow me all days of my life. He has given us that to cling to. And I'm so thankful for that promise. Hebrews 13, 5, the end portion of that verse says, for he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Again, a promise we can cling to. Matthew 28, 20 says, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. He is always with us, ever present. His goodness and mercy will endure. They It will follow us all the days of our life. And uh, may our lives just be a testament of his goodness and mercy. And you know, I think sometimes when we talk about obedience and submission and following the shepherd, you know, for the sheep, then we've talked about these uh, along the path of this study, the sheep that tried to run away, the sheep that thought they knew better, the sheep that thought the greener or the grass was greener on the other side, the sheep that did not stay close to the side of the shepherd. Now, often the shepherd is quick to go and restore them unto himself, but I have to imagine that some sheep don't make it. Some sheep fall by the wayside. Some sheep get trapped in the consequences of their choices. Um, 
But, you know, the shepherd does not force the sheep to walk by his side. But the sheep, because of the love the shepherd has for them, because of the tender care he provides, the sheep uh, should willingly submit and follow him in obedience. And that's what I hope in my life. I'm not perfect. And I know that there are going to be times, there have been times, there will be times, there may even are times right now in my life in different areas where I am not that willing, submissive, obedient sheep that is step in step with my shepherd. Maybe my heart is is balking against that in some way. But I pray, the prayer for my life is that I will walk in obedience and in submission, not because he's forcing me, not because I don't have a choice, um, but because I have caught a glimpse of the heart of the shepherd. And I think when we catch a glimpse of the heart of the shepherd, our heart has no choice but to respond in complete love and adoration for all he has done for us, all he is doing for us, all he is for us, and all that he has promised for us in the future. Uh, He is precious. The near presence of Christ meets our every need. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. Uh, Not because we are good, not because we are worthy, not because this is something that we have a right to or that we have earned, Uh, quite the contrary. Um, But goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives because we have a shepherd who is just wholeheartedly in love with every one of his sheep. May we grasp the reality of that today and let that truth minister to our hearts. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.